Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You bring your own cleats. <laughs> and so I get off the plane. So I got my cleats. I get yeah. off the plane like, yo. I just don't want 89. I just don't want 89. I just don't want 89. I walk in there. Oh! <laughs> 89. He says to me, hey man, I went, I put my name on, I put my name on line. We draft you. Don't F this up. And walks away. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. I get the I get the opportunity to to sit down with a guy that I respect, big bro. Uh, y'all know him as Musa Muhammad. One little tidbit though, uh, <laughs> I recently learned I know him as Melvin. <laughs> ah, I knew something was coming. Ah, I knew something was coming over. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but uh man, welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. <laughs> my friend, my bro, a guy that I admire, respect, yeah. um, look up to, but also chase. Um Monsieur Muhammad. My dog. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. <laughs> I would be remiss. We got we got a little moke. Little moose in the building. Uh this is the only airtime you're going to get right now <laughs> because I believe that you have some – I'll be interviewing you a little bit later when you when you at that you at that place. You come into your you, – you, you heading into – you'll be drafted next year, and uh, I'll be at your pro day, and I look forward to being at your pro day. But this O'Hare's uh, session right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's my chauffeur for the day. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You get a chance to hang out during the off season, yeah. so it's good. And you know? I, this is great, man. Yeah. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I yeah. always, uh, I always check, I always checking through, through, uh, through yeah. how you doing, how your mentals through pops, and man, it's uh, there be times where I'm, I'm flipping through. I'm like, oh, Moses playing where, where you at? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. text him like, hey. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you should hear them, Steve. I, I know, I know. You should tell them. I, mean, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And then, uh, shout out, though, to uh, Damian Craig. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't start that. I'm just, I'll just say, here's no, where, no, I, here's where I, I'm like going to go. I, DC, I've been knowing him a long time. So when you, when you know a guy a long time. Yeah. It just is. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. You, ju- you judge harshly. But, well, I, I'll say this, man, that this is a special moment because 
this young guy over here, he grew up in that locker room. He right? did. He, he grew up carrying helmets out. Yeah. Right. He grew up, you know, after the games hanging out. Yeah. He grew up, you know, and then also becoming a ball boy, working for Jackie Miles, yeah. um, you know, throwing balls back and forth when you were there with Cam, right, yeah. on the sideline and all that kind of stuff, shagging balls. Grew up in front of that jug machine. So yeah. it's, you know, it's all full circle, man, that, uh, you know, I, you know what that just tells me, Smitty? What? You getting old. I, I, <laughs> you getting old. I would, I would love to be on, I love being on this side of the dirt yeah. and the other side. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. Um, what's your, what's your, what's your go-to late night snack? Oh, gosh. There you go. You know, I'm a cookie kind of man. I, I love me some sweets, man. I think my my go-to right now is, I've been on these Cheryl's cookies, man. I, Cheryl's yeah, cookies? Cheryl's cookies. What, what, uh, what flavor? Or what? Frosting, man. It's got to be the like sugar cookie with some kind of either pink or yellow frosting. That's okay. It's terrible, man, but I got to have it. <laughs> All right. All right. The last time you opened the door for a stranger. Oh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah. See that when you live in the South, that's that's pretty normal. But I wanted to see because you're traveling a lot. Yeah. For no, work, and yeah. so you're not always in the South. Sometimes you 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 just on the outskirts <laughs> of the South, and it's a huge difference. It is. I didn't really realize when they say Southern hospitality what Southern hospitality was until, until you I, got here. Until I got here. Yeah. It. How was that? Was had to been interesting coming from the West Coast. I mean. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't. Because I I hadn't traveled beyond the West Coast, okay. so it's like what is L.A., San Diego, Vegas, Utah, Utah. Colorado. They open doors in Utah though. Mm, no, no, okay, no, no. I was heading into the office uh, yesterday, and you know, walking up behind somebody who was clearly a stranger, never saw him before, and um. You know, that she held the door for me, and then somebody was coming behind me, and I held the door for that oh, person. Yeah, yeah. So it was, and you know, it was strange because you know people talk to you in the elevator in the south, and that wasn't something I was used to. You know, yeah, like when I you still haven't gotten, yeah, it's like I how are we do doing today? Way. You know, like you know, we well, walking, cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that kind of, and you know, we've been in the south for a long time. I mean, yeah. twenty-seven years now. So, uh, but when I first came down here, it was a little odd that you would come across people in the elevator that would just speak to you randomly yeah. and, and it took a little get used to it. I took a little something getting used to. You know? It's funny is when I travel yeah, and I open the door for someone, they think, what is he up to? <laughs> is he That's trying right. to snatch my purse? Yeah. Right? So, and uh, yeah, and it's like, I, I oh, mm-hmm. thanks. Especially in, New, especially in New York, especially they're like, yeah, definitely a side eye. It, it, you can get a side eye. Sometimes they running you over. Yeah, as you're opening the door. So it's 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 good. Um, last one. Okay. What's the longest amount of time that you've gone without bathing, and why? Gosh, this is going to be. Well, let me just say this: my wife and I, about three or four years ago, we took a trip to Egypt. Oh, okay. Okay. And they lost my luggage. Okay. And so we flew into Cairo. Yes. And then from Cairo, we had to take a car ride down to where the Nile River was. Mm, okay. And so um, 
once we hit the Nile River, we're in Cairo for a couple of days. Once we hit the Nile River, we're on the Nile River for a week. And we went to like Abu Simbel and all these different you know, cities along the river. And so there was a small window of chance that I was going to get my luggage before I got on that riverboat. Hmm, okay. Smitty, didn't happen. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> So I got on that boat. No, no, no. We're not going to glance over that. <laughs> like you didn't have. I took no the shower, chance. but I didn't have. You, no, no, you didn't. I had. It was a slight chance. How many stores <laughs> did you pass between Cairo? No, 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 no. Leaving the airport when you discover, hey, we don't have any luggage with us as we leave. Smitty, I'm just telling you. Yes. How, how long when you, have you I, been to Cairo, Egypt? There's no stores like, okay, we're going over here to Macy's or we're going over here no, no. to. Hey, see, I didn't say Macy's. You saying, so are you telling me they don't wear pants in, in Cairo? Not the ones that fit me because I was looking. And I could find. Oh, so you was looking. So my, See, so you my, let Mo. Did he? Did he not leave out? <laughs> yeah, I, th didn't he leave out on here that he didn't? He didn't say, "Hey, I stopped." You just said, "We got in the car and we got to the Nile and we didn't get our clothes." Well, here my wife got hers right. Okay. She had her luggage, but they lost my luggage, mm. right? And so I was hoping that my luggage would make it there. So I, I actually had like one pair of pants and. I had one pair of underclothes. Mm. Okay. And so um mm. <laughs> did not get my clothes before we got on this boat. So we get on the boat. And luckily, really the, the pants came from our tour guide. The tour the tour oh, guide and I so were about the, were the same height. Oh, okay. So you know you're wearing another man's pants. <laughs> I another man's okay. pants either, I know, right? Uh, wow. But we we're talking about some things to it, it makes you different. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you real experimental. <laughs> so, I, so I get on this boat, Smitty, and I'm like, you know, I got nothing. And you know, every day it was a little different. Like we were going to different places, doing yeah. different stuff, and I became like the butt of the joke on the tour because every morning they would like tell you what you should wear, yeah. you know, based on either the weather or we're gonna be in a, <laughs> a cavern. And I, but and every day they come up with like, okay, here's what you guys should wear tomorrow. Here's what you should bring. I'm like, well, I know what I'm wearing. <laughs> Got one <laughs> Got one so. so how? Okay, but okay. I did bathe though, Smitty. But I was in the same draws for mm -hmm. about a week. The same draws. Same draws. So you week. you didn't wash them? I mean, some days I would go <laughs> without. Oh, so. okay. So you washed. And I you did wash them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. You you can speed up the process if you put in the towel, roll up the towel. Put one in and twist it, and all the wetness goes in there. You hang it; it That's kind right. of cuts the That's time right. in half. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, but then you had to get up if they weren't dry, and wear them Ooh, yeah. wear them wet drawers on. Them. So Ooh, I mean, there was a couple yeah. days that I had. You know what I'm you saying? To, get yeah. real commando. Yeah, freestyle. Yeah, I had yeah. the freestyle yeah. commando. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Man, um, <laughs> where'd you grow up? Man, I you know it's interesting. I grew up in Lansing, Michigan. I okay. was born born in Lansing, Michigan, um, but I grew up kind of between Detroit and Lansing, Michigan. So it was a little bit of both. You know? Okay. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. All right. Favorite team growing up? Any sport? Any sport. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, 
I grew up originally a Detroit Lions fan. Mm. Right. Brian's a Detroit Lions fan. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. We'll talk later. I, yeah, I know. We, we'll have our own counseling session later. <laughs> Can we make a playoff? No. So, so now I grew up like a Lions fan, and I used to, because I played running back, Smitty, when I was in high school. Mm. And, uh, but, well, before I got to high school, though, I was a running back and also, and I used to love Billy Sims. Because mm-hmm. me and my brother used to jump over the furniture on the couch. My dad used to kill us. And my mom used to kill us, right? Because we used to jump over the furniture and, you know, play, you know, whatever. Uh, goal line stance and jump over the furniture, right? And, uh, and Billy Sims was number 20 out of Oklahoma, right? He was that running back. Mm-hmm. And everybody was in love with I was in love with the guy. And my first year playing organized football, um, I went to a Lions game mm. in Detroit. Okay. And go to the game. Um, I had my Billy Sims jersey on, and they proceeded to get their heads busted. I guess who? who? Chicago Bears. Okay. And so I was like walking out, and I was—I remember I was in the um, in the sixth grade, and it was 1985. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I said, "Man, I got the wrong jersey on. You're getting killed." And that year. The Bears wind up going to the Super Bowl, oh, okay, 85, okay. right? Yeah. I'm like, man, they went to the Super Bowl, all this kind of stuff. So that made me flip and become a Bears fan. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, Mike Singletary, Walter mm-hmm. Payton, yeah, Ivan yeah, Sweetness, yeah. all that Dent, kind of, Richard Dent, Refrigerator, Refrigerator Perry, Perry yeah. all those guys. So so, um, I became a Bears fan, man. Living in Michigan, but became a Bears fan, which is crazy because I got a chance to play for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've all, I think I I think I asked you this when we pull when we were teammates. Where did the moose where did the Muhammad come from? The because I remember asking you and you t- basically you told me I think your dad became Muslim. Uh, join the nation of Islam. Yeah, join the nation of Islam. But yeah, so walk me through <clears throat> that because um man. I've, you know, Panther Nation has 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 admired you were you were the receiver, you were the guy number yeah. eighty seven, right. and it was obviously I followed behind, but you were there. Oh come on, let's not be mistaken. Though. No, we'll right. we'll get we'll get know. we'll get into that because we'll what, and so I just remember, like, the early years of the expansion of football. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers, Jacksonville Jaguars. And there were a ton of names. And with those ton of names, and at this time, 95, 97, mm-hmm. 98, television and cable and sports are not in the same orbit mm-hmm. yeah. that they are now. That's right. A kid in Kansas City, a kid in Los Angeles, a kid in in mm-hmm. wherever can see just about anything. Yes. Right. Anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Not even having an app and all the other stuff. Just the fact that, you know, there's no blackout. They used to be blackout games. Like if you, they didn't sell out the home team, couldn't even see the home game. Mm-hmm. And so there was Mohammed, Carrier, Karuf, um, 
Biaka Batuka, right? Tim Biaka Batuka. It, it's just names. all these different names. Yeah. And so I remember I got drafted and I'm <clears> like, Muhammad? And you know, and so how how did how did that come come about? Yeah. I well it's interesting. yourself, Smitty. I keep saying it's interesting, but it is. Um my father, um, during his college days, mm. um, was introduced to the Nation of Islam. And you got to remember the time frame, right? This is late 60s, mm. early 70s, yeah. um, post-civil rights movement, um, a lot of drug abuse, a lot of deterioration of our families and things like that. And so the Nation of Islam presented an opportunity to build character, gain wisdom, family structure, a lot of different things, learn how to farm, learn how to produce, learn how to be independent, right? <clears throat> My dad was recruited into the Nation of Islam, him and, uh, and a few of his friends mm. all joined the Nation of Islam and he became a FOI, which is called the Fruit of Islam, which mm. is, uh, um, they are the officers, um, you know, the Islamic officers of Islam. And so um, he was originally named Melvin Campbell mm -hmm. and his nickname was Sue. And um, through his, you know, adoption of the Nation of Islam and getting integrated to the Nation of Islam, he changed his name to um, the Prophet Muhammad, Muslim Muhammad, who is the author of the Quran. So that's where the name came from. I, I was born during the time he was transitioning his name. And so I was a couple of years old when we changed our names. So mm -hmm. my brother who was born Marvin mm -hmm. changed his name to Abdullah. Mm -hmm. And my sister was Malia <laughs> changed it to Malika. <laughs> I know you got something, something funny in there for me. No. What's, what's up? Okay. I think this is the this is the reason I started the pod is the yeah. uniqueness of hearing these stories. Your story. Yeah. We know you as Musa Muhammad. Yeah. Moose. Moose. But they don't know Melvin. Melvin. They don't know the story and the reason behind it. Yeah. And half the time people don't really or maybe we don't slow down enough mm -hmm. to ask the right question. And so as you're saying that, there's a part of me where I'm tr I'm smiling, also trying not to get emotional because there. Can you see me as Melvin? No, bro. I, I just see for me, I see you as Moose, mm -hmm. a guy that a guy that I, I I I admired and hated at the same time because of the competitiveness. Yeah. Of who you were and who I am. But that drove us, though, Smitty. It did, but there was times where it drove us apart. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, that's it, true you know, too. There, there were times where, um, you know, the same thing you were thinking about me, I was thinking about you, yeah. and that's why we rolled our yeah. eyes at each other, yeah. right? We're very competitive. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then there's also times where <clears throat> I knew if I wanted to be halfway decent, mm -hmm. I had to do it better than you. Yeah. Right. I, and you know, here's what I, I and I looked at it like this too, because it was this when I saw you come in the door for the first time. 
first I thought to myself, okay, here's another dude that's trying to get to this place. Because there were, every year I was drafted, they, they were drafting guys to the place after that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a From draft Ray, every year. Every year, right? Yeah. But it was Ray Carruth, yeah. it was Donald Hayes, yeah. it was Jim Turner, it was... Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Jim. You forgot about Jim Turner, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, so, yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> anyway, uh, it was good. You know, those are. I mean, they they wind up being teammates and, and and all that, but the purpose was there, right? Um, and when you walked in the door, I said to myself, you know, here's another guy to try and get to replace me, but I'm gonna embrace it, right? Because I wanted to win. Because I was already, you know, we were already. Yeah, you had came off Pro Bowl year. Pro Bowl year, yeah. right? Um, and the whole deal, and so. Hmm. What I wanted to see were, I wanted to see what kind of guy you were, you know. Yeah. And I was like, you were Spitfire, man. You were like a ball of energy, probably one of the most talented guys that I've seen. But I initially, when you came in, I you didn't want to be a receiver. You wanted to play special teams. I remember we had this conversation because they wanted to give like, me a legitimate. Because they had Jim Turner there, and they had Donald Hayes, and yeah. all these big guys over there, and and it sparked. I saw it spark something in you, though, right? First, it was like almost like a rebellious thing, right? Yeah. But then after that, it became like I'm about to go get this, right? Yeah. And it fueled you. And uh, I think the competitiveness in both of us kind of fueled each other because we had those times where we go into we we go into the visitors' locker room with the jug machine with Donnie Toner. And after a couple hundred balls, neither one of us would leave, right? Like, I ain't leaving until you leave. I ain't leaving until you leave, right? And then it was, who was going to watch the more film? Who was going to study the game more? Who was going to, right? And the bar kept doing this on both sides, right? And uh, if I didn't have somebody like you there to push me, how would I really maximize my potential? Because you made me competitive beyond my already competitive nature. And and you know how I was, Smitty. I was always um, the first guy on the practice field, yeah. the last guy off. I tried to catch so many, all this stuff, right? Richard Williamson throwing lasers at me, right? And then he started throwing lasers at you and the whole deal, right? So um, there was this competitiveness about you that made me more focused and the things that you did well countered and it complemented the things that I did well. And so we, that's why we were out there just trying to just outduel each other almost every single time we hit on the field. And then, of course, there's a time where you got to realize you got a dude who's worthy of being number one. And it's got you got to be OK being number two if you want to be on a great team. And so. That time came and that's not an easy pill to swallow. Right. What was what, and what you don't know is the whole time you're going. I'm waking up every day thinking they trying me. They don't believe in me. They're not giving me the same opportunities that are given Jeffers, Donald, I. Jim getting more opportunities. Yeah. And so I got that. And so people always talk about sometimes on the show, the, the, 
you know, the chip on my shoulder, and it wasn't a chip because, as you saw this year with Bryce Young, mm -hmm. no matter how good he played, no matter how many good passes, or uh, Zay Flowers mm -hmm. was the first thing they talk about. That's science. And so there's this there's this stereotype that short guys have Napoleon complex. I never had a Napoleon complex. Yeah, you did, Smitty. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though. No, but you had to. But it wasn't Napoleon complex. Right. Here's what it was. It was, hey, I line up. I want to be a receiver. Know your specialty. That's not Napoleon complex. That's people who are in charge telling me what. Mm -hmm. We ain't good enough. You right. can't go. You can't do it. So yeah. I didn't wake up being short and go, man, I'm mad that I'm short. There, being short, for me, some days was like not knowing that I Love Lucy was not in color for a long time because <laughs> all we had was a black and white TV. Right. I didn't know that I was too short to play wide receiver in the NFL. I didn't know I was too short to be a good wide receiver in college. I didn't know I was too short to be a corner in high school. Mm -hmm. I just said, hey, I'm pretty good at corner. I'm going to go play. I'm going to go play. You can, but. And so it took three or four years yeah. where the tall guy, because he looks the part, hmm. automatically. He gets a hall pass. Right. If I lose, I lose mine. You, I got to No, no, but, it, but you, you, you know, but you know, but when you think of, when you take a step back and you think about it, Smitty, right, you didn't let that define you, though. And it, 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 no, it, I didn't. It didn't define you, right? Just like Bryce Young is not going to let it define him. Correct. However, you still, though, hear, you didn't ever, you, I, I don't think you ever heard me tell a story, but when they drafted me, First of all, when they drafted me. With Seifert, right? Yeah, with Seifert. So <clears throat> they draft me, mm -hmm. and the first thing I'm like, and we, you know, I get on the plane to go to Utah. Let me tell you how just oblivious to life and ball I was. You know, you remember I brought my red cleats from Utah? I remember that. Because I thought, you bring your you own cleats. <laughs> I went from junior college to Utah. Bro, that was my experience. Like, you walk in, you getting fitted out. You're like, I got my own cleats, man. Like, I don't want to, you ain't taking these cleats from me, dog. No. Hey, right. I, I got my own cleats, man. You know man. how many corners I didn't? Like, Smith, it's okay. We're going to fit you for some nice cleats. No, dog. These are mine. These are mine. Man, you know what I can do with these? What? So this tryout time, dog. New cleats? You don't play a yeah. new cleats? Yeah, yeah. Right? No. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> So, and I'm and so I get off the plane. So I got my cleats. I get yeah. off the plane. Like, yo, I just don't want 89. I just don't want 89. I just don't want 89. I walk in there. Oh, 89. And there's a, you know, there's reasons why, you know, people that had crimes committed that were associated yeah. with that. I was just kind of like, bro, he was from the West Coast. I'm from the West Coast. He light skinned. I'm light skinned. I'm going. He a hot head. I was a hot head. I'm like, I'm like, man, this y'all gonna give me any man? Wait a minute. What y'all trying to say? So I come in there and I'm in my locker 
and I hear this voice. It is George Seifert. He says to me, hey, man, I went, I put my name on, I put my name on line, we draft you. Don't F this up. And walks away. Yeah. Piece of work, huh? That's my that that was my introduction introduction to the to the NFL, mm. and I'm also this kid that is my dream, yeah, yeah. right? No doubt. So when I get 89, you remember uh, Ike set me up for this. I'm like, bro. Uh, so I like, yeah, man. How you doing, young buck? And so I, you know, I mean, this is a couple of weeks go by, and I said, man, I'm uh, I ain't really digging this '89. Yeah, man, I was wondering about that. You were seven in college, so I and Bank Carl Hankton was the ones that told me, man, go ask Moose. Yeah, I don't think no, he it wouldn't be a big deal. So I'm like, man, I, I, I was seven in college, right? So I'm on '87. So I go, you know, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Moose. You think I get 87? I don't remember exactly <laughs> what you said, but you had a look. Like Ninja, who is you? You're right. And uh, right. I remember I said, man, what'd he say? Man, blank you, blank you, I, you set me up. <laughs> Not me, no. Uh, uh, Bake over there, uh, call Hank over there, giggling. Laughing his tail off. Giggling. Laughing his tail Man, just yeah. I, I, I just I, I looked I looked up to you, but at the same time, and it's not I wanted to be better than you, like the any any more than just the competitiveness. But then it was like I wanted to leave a mark. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah. Because I saw the mark that you were leaving. Yeah. I saw the admiration that people talked about you as a wide receiver? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, because, Smitty, that's... Um, for you to talk that way about me, is, first of all, it's, I'm honored by you, first of all. So, um, and, you know, most guys like us come from a very humble beginning. Mm -hmm. I started one year of college football, and I know you had your own... Um, you know, pathway that you took to get to mm -hmm. junior college, to Utah, I mean, whatever, there was nothing that was going to stop you from realizing your dream and getting to that place where you're at the pinnacle and you're looking down. And obviously you're still climbing, but that, that course you took to, to, to ascend to the level that you ascended to is your own story. That's your own testimony. Mine, your is, story? mine is different. Well, mine is different. I mean, I didn't grow up in the streets of L.A., but um, the projects, projects of Detroit and mm. um, are just as rigorous, you know what I mean, and just as tough. And, you know, the Jeffries projects and growing up and, and you know, um, and between going back and forth between Lansing and, and Detroit, um, it was tough, right? And there was a lot of bad habits that were learned. There was a lot of things that had to be corrected in my life. And so um, that followed me into college. Mm. 
and almost became a roadblock for for me being able to realize my NFL dream. Um, and obviously, everybody knows the story about Nick. Not everybody probably doesn't know the story, but the story around Nick Saban coming in to Michigan State and taking over the head coaching job and allowing me an opportunity what, to find a class. And so this was my going into my senior year. I was on all special teams, Smitty. I was a backup in college to a guy named Neil Coleman, hmm. who um, had lost the starting position as a quarterback to a guy named Jimmy Miller, who played for a long time in the NFL and also and now is on Sirius XM radio hmm. and yeah, and, and it's, Jim Miller, darn good. Darn good, right? Yeah. That was my college quarterback. Wow. And, and he beat out a guy named Neil Coleman, who was won the state championship. He was um, Bryce Young before the position was defined that that, that quarterbacks were allowed to be short yeah. and African American and play in the National Football League before Kyler Murray became you know who he yeah. is and yeah. things like that, right? And so. Um, Warren Moon. Warren Moon, but Warren Moon was tall. I'm talking about short guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, which is even more difficult than Warren Moon, right? And Steve McNair and some of these other guys who um, had not been Rodney Pete who played with us. <laughs> so, but this guy, his name was Mill Coleman. And so they told him he, he'd never be a quarterback. Mm. So he switched from quarterback to receiver and I was his backup. And so up until my senior year in, in college, I was a backup. And when Nick Saban came in, he gave me a chance to play. But why do you think you're a backup at that time? Because you you have some skill. Um, to be honest, I, I probably didn't deserve it because of my behavior. Mm. And it wasn't because of my talent. It was because of my, my attitude and my behavior. And we had an offensive coordinator, a guy named Morris Watts. And Morris Watts, I mean, when you're offensive coordinator, you control who you want on the field. Mm. And, and if I got a guy who's good enough, see, Neil Coleman was good enough to play. Maybe he wasn't as athletic and, and as talented as I was as an athlete, but he was good enough to get the job done and he could make plays and he was a fan favorite. Mm. And so, and I'm good friends with him. Neil's, you know, like a brother to me now. Neil played about four or five years in the NFL. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played for the Chicago Bears. He was on practice squads. He was good enough, good enough guy to, 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 to stick around, but he wasn't like athletic enough to really take it to the next level. But that was good enough for them and they didn't, want to give me an opportunity to shine because of um, probably because of my attitude, because I was I had a lot of pent up anger, mm -hmm. right? Because of not getting that opportunity and I acted out. I got in trouble. You know, I was just, a, you know, I was not the I was not the Moose Muhammad that you came to admire when and, and, and grew up with while we were in the NFL. I, I had to change myself. Mm -hmm. Nick Saban gave me an opportunity to do that. And so Nick became my head coach. He said, look, you know, I'm going to give you a chance, right? And I never looked back. And so it was around the same time I found God and everything else to start this whole transition to becoming a different person. And that transition also happened on the field, right? Mm -hmm. And I went out my senior year. I had the best year ever. And I went from, I went from being on no one's draft board to being in the top. And that, you know, and so, um, um, wind up being drafted in the second round um, in a draft class that had uh, Keyshawn Johnson. You know, we talked about Eric Mose and some yeah. of the comparisons to to young man that got drafted here. But Keyshawn Johnson, Terry Glenn, mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison, 
Um, I like ballers. Ballers, right? Yeah. So all these guys wind up, are probably potential Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. And so I was in that. And when in I class. say ballers, I'm saying you're in that category. Yeah, but I I, I wasn't a preseason baller. I had to be a, a I had to earn that after I came into the NFL, and so I was hungry, Smitty. Like your hunger was driven by something that wasn't exactly the same as mine, but we both had this hunger. We was on the same aisle. We, we was on the same. <laughs> we, we was on this like I, I'm here. I'm here to prove something, right? Yeah, yeah. And and we weren't stopping until we did. Mm-hmm. And so when you were drafted, I was already in my fifth year, mm. sixth year in the NFL, and. It wasn't until a couple of years after you really start coming into your own that I said, you know what? This dude is worthy of being a number one. And I need to just be a compliment because I was at that place in my career where I was like, even being a compliment to somebody who's worthy of being a number one is going to make us both great. And. I never told you that, Smitty, but you never told I've me never that. told you that. Because as you sit here, people, <laughs> I've never told listen, you that. Have you sitting here? Because I wasn't in the place where I was comfortable I'm, saying that to I'm you. Finished. <laughs> as you sitting here telling me that, and people are watching, right? Hold on, but I was there. I never got any of, and I say any of this, even if you gave it to me, I wouldn't have received it. No, you probably wouldn't receive. Oh it. no, I, no. Yeah. But you know what I recognize though. What? When Ricky Pro signed with us, mm-hmm. right, he became almost like the nucleus. I don't know if you remember how Ricky started instituting receiver nights. Yeah. Yep. Ricky made it loose, right? Because we were tension. Oh, definitely. It was tension. Like you can cut it with a knife every day. Like we're coming out there, like, you know, and it was a competition in practice. Like we would. Doing DB so bad in practice because it was like I was trying to prove something, you were trying to prove something. We were both fight fight for balls well, on the field. Well, you know, they also I was Z, and they moved me to X. What was crazy in college? I was X. Oh, who started off as a Z, but they moved me to X. Yeah. And so when they moved me to Z, when they when I got drafted and I came here and they was moving me to Z, it was so foreign to me. Because I was used to being stationary stand. I was used to just lining up on that side. Yeah. But also the language barrier of professional football and college football, it 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 was like drop me off in a foreign land. Yeah. Right? Because you remember, I remember I, the first time I remember <laughs> learning that playbook man, and having to learn playbook, all those hey, motions man, in the zag to zebra right zipper. What? And Cover four yeah. in college in the pros, it was cover seven. I'm like, ain't, that, ain't no number seven. <laughs> and and I like, came I'm from going a, over here to the X. I'm just lined up. Y'all give me an individual. And that's <laughs> <laughs> give me an X individual, oh, and I'm going with it right yes. there. I remember Richard Williamson, man. He, he was offense corner at that time. And I remember I'm in mini camp, and he says, listen. He he says to us, if you don't know the play, do not leave the hub. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I come from a number system, 747. That's a corner, curl, corner. Yeah. Man, y'all, y'all come in here 
you know, we run we run 282, so that's an eight and two double slant. Yeah. Y'all come out here and say, hey, man, you're going to run a lion. We ain't at the zoo. What you mean a lion? <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> and so he comes yeah. in. Don't lead a huddle. All right. Well, you telling me if I don't know, don't leave. So they get in there. Hey, we're going to ready, break. I said, man, I don't know this thing. <laughs> sit right here I'm on this one. Oh, you said do not lead a huddle. <laughs> Everybody's dispersing. <laughs> He, he don't know the play. Get him out of there. He's an idiot. And I'm like, you just said three hours prior to right. this meeting, to, of this, to this gathering on the field. <laughs> we gathered here today. If I don't know, don't lead a huddle. And I learned, I learned very quickly. Everything they told you, mm-hmm. you don't Man. probably shouldn't do it. I also remember, I remember I ran a slant. You remember I used to I used to cut up cut cut short my routes yeah. depending on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. And he Rich was on me right. <laughs> like white on rice. Gotta get your depth. Gotta get your Gotta depth. Gotta get your depth. Gotta get your depth. Gotta get your depth. That that <laughs> you run routes. You keep running routes like that. You are gonna be bagging groceries at food line. A and P. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> First of all, AMP did not exist here in the South. <laughs> right. AMP was back there, uh, back there, back home. And then I didn't know that. I remember one day, I said, man, what's food line? Here go Ike again. Man, ask Rich what food line is. Man, <laughs> Rich about dog cuss me asking him food line. So, I, I, I mean, I, I just played ball. But also, I came in a league with you. Same thing, pent up anger. Yeah. Unmet expectations. Yeah. Um, inability to inability to really emotionally control myself and articulate it in a way and keep mm-hmm. you know and keep it keep it confined and contained. Yeah. But what I saw, Smitty, over time, because we obviously we've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna put no numbers on it. Um, but it's at least 20 years. And our time playing together, those seven, eight years that we played together, there was an evolution there mm-hmm. of who you were. I mean, I saw a guy from that went from completely undisciplined, raw talent. Like, you could just catch the ball and just make it happen. It don't matter. Like, I'm not running a 15-yard route. Just give me the – I'm going to go at least 12, okay? Yeah. Just give me the ball, and I'm just going to break every tackle, and I'm just going to get up out of here. Like, I don't need to run 15, Rich, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the rich. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to do all that to – And not rich in the money, but you- – R- Rich is in – Richard Williamson, our <laughs> position coach. Like, yes. I don't need to do all of that <laughs> Yes. to a guy who's – started to really, really get it. Like, God, if I go 15, this hole is going to be wide open mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody draping on me at 12 yeah. because, you know, um, I didn't really force the gap to open up and all the yeah. different nuances. mental parts, the nuances yeah. of running, the, you know, and, and, and owning that position. And as you start to get it, your game went to a whole different level, right? And it was that discipline, I think, that you demonstrated on the field 
also start to get disciplined demonstrating your life mm -hmm. and your personal life, right? And you know, between the headbutts with teammates and some of the headbutts with coaches mm -hmm. and things like that, all of that started to subdue. And and you did become a, a real special player, man. Not only a special player, but just a special person. You and know, you got me in trouble that time, though. I, no, I'm gonna tell you when you got yourself in trouble a couple you, times. Well, you got me in trouble. Well, I got, you you got me in trouble. <laughs> what I do? You rewound the tape, dog. No, wait. First of all, yes. I knew you was gonna bring that up. <laughs> you I knew you were bring that the up. Tape. <laughs> yeah. I ain't think you was gonna do what you did. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm sitting there like. So we talking about the we talking about the incident. A, a B. Yeah, we yeah, talking about we A B. Talking about A B. Not right. No, yeah. not yeah. yeah, yeah. But, talk, but but yeah. but but no, I I ain't gonna lie. I egged it on. I egged it on because. Thank you. See. Because we was in the you know A B wanted he wasn't playing. There was no need for him to get the film rewound and all that kind of stuff. Thank right? you. I appreciate it. And. We were competitive, man. Like yeah. you and I were real competitive oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the sense of like we were Captain Petty on to the to the fullest. Yeah, to the petty. Yeah, yeah. with some pettiness going on. Yeah. It was some pettiness yeah. going on. And I, you know, I could have been a bigger man there, but it you was were, like you were jealous of my light skinness. I, <laughs> I used no. to like Elder Bars. <laughs> <laughs> man, continue. Have a key sweater, Elder Bars. I take the, you know, you say, you know, heavy so but, you know, so, so yeah. we lose a game, and this is the time we're self-evaluating Dan Henry, and we go in a meeting room. You say, Moose, go in there and watch the, you know, y'all get, yeah. yeah. Moose run the meeting. Run the meeting, right? So we're in there Pass out the meeting. grades, everybody get their uh, sheet. Yeah. And if you, you already play, knew, you got you knew, your position. You knew I was always, I was a bigger critic of myself. And Absolutely. I, and, you know, I was a little bit sensitive. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I knew, one, I, I made a ton of mistakes. I let, <laughs> I, let, I let us down. It was a tough game. It was a tough game for all of us. And it, was a it wasn't a tougher game for me. But at that moment, it was a tougher game for me because I had clear errors and mistakes that led to turnovers and points for your, the other team. Usually your big plays overshadow any image you would ever have in the yeah. game. It's like, why are we even talking about mental that? Mental errors. Yeah, yep. mental errors. And right? I always had a ton of mental errors because yeah. I was also, I went off the defense. Yeah. I didn't care about the play. If I saw... Something that you, yeah, you could take advantage yes. of. It was like Jake. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. gone, right? Yes. And, and 80, 90% of the time, it worked. Yeah. But that particular game... It didn't work. It didn't work as well. Correct. And we're in the meeting room. Pass out the sheets. Everybody got their sheets. Anthony Bright, obviously, he didn't he didn't play that game. He wasn't even was he, he, he was didn't a practice even squad. He didn't even travel. Yeah, he was in practice squad. And he notices a mistake. Instead of just marking it down, he wants to rewind the film and look at it again. Yes. And I could see you kind of did what I just did. Nestled up a little bit because oh, my finger <laughs> got tight. Man, you know what I tell you? Want to know and, what I was saying in my mind? Man, don't rewind this tape. Don't rewind this tape. <laughs> Bro, when you rewound the tape <laughs> and then his and then, response. His response was. Well, his response, don't nobody give a blank about what you have to say. But Hank, though, too. Hank was Hank was egging it on a little bit, too, because Hank was, Smitty, chill out. Yeah, we can watch the, he can watch the film when he want to, right? 
Now, so Hank, Hank had to throw a little spice yeah. in there in the pot. Yes. Yeah. I should have held my composure. I shouldn't have rewound the. I shouldn't have rewound the tape. I shouldn't have. Okay. I shouldn't rewound the tape. I'll take a piece of that, Smitty, because yeah. I was I was petty on me. Okay. It was petty on me because what, what what does he need to rewind the tape for? You that's already what, we already was, saw it. That's what I was thinking. We saw everybody saw the mistake, right? Yeah. So why did we need to rewind the tape? So but I, you rewound I, it. I did. I did. And then he said, "Well, he had to say after you rewound it." Right. Bro. And <laughs> Smitty, you know, I ain't like you I were said, from. Man, what did you see? I was behind you, right? Because I was in the back. Yeah, you were running. And the, you were you were, you were one seat in front of me. Yeah. No, you were two seats in front yeah, of me. I was like, remember he made me sit at the front of the Yeah, class. you was in the front. Yeah. In the front. And then and then Anthony was between you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And Hank was on the other side of the room over here from where I was sitting. Yes. And I mean, all I saw was the back of your hand swinging like a home run like Reggie White or Reggie uh Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Huh? Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Oh. It was like Reggie Jackson, just kind of one of them. And all I remember is just blood everywhere. The nose was gone and stuff. He just—I mean, you just came back across the tape. I—I I don't even think you even thought about what you did because it was so quick. It was so. I mean, that's the part that sucks, right? That I do regret, right? Is. The reason why I backhanded him, and it goes back to the way, I don't want to say the way I was raised, the the environment that I was in, me backhanding him or swinging the back of my hand was the level of respect that I had towards him because of some of the interactions he and I had. We were, he he was brought in as a free agent. I was brought in as a rookie. He was known for his speed. I had a little bit of speed, but I wasn't as a track guy. So we always had this. It was tiff. It was a little tension. Yeah, right? it was it was tension. And he was petty too. I mean, the fact well, that he, we, why, why did so you we want were, to rewind we the were film? All, we were all petty. It was right? petty. We, it was we were all, because we were all, it was doggy dog. <laughs> right? They, yeah, coach, yeah, your coaches created yeah. that too, right? And so when I and I did that, you know, and then after I did that, it was it it, it, all it went to the street. It went to the street after that. I mean, he and, he tried to act like he wanted to rush you, but it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. But I was in it full. I was in yeah, full yeah. knucklehead mode. You was in pit bull. Yeah. And I'm not about to let it go mode. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Like Tasmanian Devil, like yeah. you said that the, you got the, I, I the ta- Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, you, I covered it up. yeah. you want to know the sad part about that man is, um, obviously I've had other run-ins, but I'm 44 years old, and still, anything I say about anybody that mm-hmm. regards um, behavior, people throw that up. I actually mm-hmm. lost a a sponsorship three years after that happened mm. because the one of the people in upper management said mm. who never met me he had never met me and I had a good relationship with this this partnership 
but the the old person that was there, they moved on, transitioned to like mm. a different business, startup. Yeah. You know, this is you know, this is early two thousand. So, you know, startups were the thing. Yeah. All and so places. they came in mm-hmm. and the first thing they said is, man, we don't want to be associated with a the guy like that because of his history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And That's- I have always had to even like uh, there are people I'm not gonna name that. As soon as I say something, they it, doing a broadcast, and I say, "Man, a guy can't," and they go, "I can't respect a guy who sucker punched mm-hmm. someone." Right. You know, I you know it's it's, it's interesting, Steve, because I I watched um, you and Sterling talk about this, right? Mm. And Shannon, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm Shannon. Sorry, Shannon. Sterling is sorry, sorry, Sterling and Shannon. And I watched you and Shannon talk about this, Sharp. And um, even us right now, we joked about it, but it's a serious matter, right? It is is a serious matter. And I think that we all make mistakes throughout our careers doing something, right? Mm. No one in the NFL is a complete poster child for any topic, behavior. There's no Mother Teresa's. There's no Mother Teresa's. There's no, there's only one Jesus walking, right? And so, and then there's Tim Tebow. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of disciples who had a lot of flaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, and sir. So, yeah. And I think I think we all fall short of that glory. And the greatest gift that we all give each other is the gift that God granted to us, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the ability to forgive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then atone for your sins, but. Um, there's always going to be people out there that don't want to let you forget about mm-hmm. the past. And, you know, maybe rightfully so. Maybe that is something that keeps you honest, that keeps you um, in check, keeps your integrity there, and keeps you accountable. But um, the progress that I've watched you make over your lifetime, um, you know, when I think about that incident that happened in that meeting room that day, and all of the factors that were baked into that situation, um, it surprises me that people are still not willing to forgive that. Because I, I know I am. I know Anthony Bright more than likely is. I know, the, the, and the person who was directly affected is probably willing to forgive for, for things like that. I know as a 44-year-old person, you look back at that now and you say to yourself, man, I would never do that to somebody. Now, Bro, I regret right? every single day of my life. Yeah. There's always this side of the story, this side of the story, and then the middle lies the truth yeah. between both. Yeah. And in the court, in the public court of opinion, and the opinion of people who were not in the room, yeah. and how it was just explained when it originally happened, Man, it's one of the very reasons why I don't. Man, I remember November. Uh, years later, I remember uh, not years later, but um, at that time, you know, I got a I, I got a suspension, and I also remember um, having to come home and explain things, and then having a turn myself in because they were the 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 police were looking for me 
because I had a warrant out for my arrest, but it was not public because they wanted to bring me in. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so I had to like, I had to, I had to drive a different car and then park that car and then to turn myself in because it was a big ordeal. Mm -hmm. And then I also heard another 89 being arrested. Our situations. With just overall just arrest and a number, light skin, Utah, Colorado, wide receiver, yeah. just all of that. And, you know, I sit back, man, and, and I regret it because without anyone knowing mm-hmm. me, yeah. they had a impression of me. And as my career went on, I played to that impression because at times that was easier because I can safeguard myself mm-hmm. from allowing people to really know who I was because that's that's safer. And also the brokenness in me and the lack of trust in people. Mm-hmm. So it just it became it became you know, but, it became wonky. But the one thing, you know, Smitty is like when when we're bro- we come to the NFL broken I think so. A lot of us. I know for me. What makes us so great is the brokenness sometimes. But I came in emotionally broken too. Smitty, there's so many of us, right? And and it it, that emotional brokenness, right, is what really fuels our greatness. It it fuels our passion. Like every time you speak about something, I can see tears coming to your eyes when you're passionate about it. I'm the same way, right? And you know, like I said, both of our, the energy, the fuel behind who we became, they were different. Mm-hmm. But the similarity is, is that we came to the NFL broken, mm-hmm. right? Me in a different way, and you in a different way. Um, and we never were allowed to heal properly. Or grieve. Or grieve, right? Grieve from our uh, what happened to us as kids or what happened throughout our, our lives coming through our adult or young adulthood. And then all of a sudden your pockets are full of money. Your camera's in your face. You're on TV every Sunday. Um, you're getting talked about every Monday and every day of the week, right? And you're still in your 20s and people expect you to all of a sudden be fixed because they gave you some money. Mm. But you have all this brokenness inside you. Right. And all of us have that in common. Almost. I, I, I can't think of a guy who just came from some perfect household with, you know, and some perfect situation that didn't have, you know, something in his past or through his life. that didn't need to be fixed or addressed. Right. And those healing sessions, more than likely, they don't occur until after you get to a certain level of maturity and make enough mistakes. Mm-hmm. To say, you know what, yeah. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do that, or 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 develop the tools, right, to deal with y- yourself in moments where you know you're vulnerable to making a mistake, right? You have to develop tools to say, here's what I'm going. I got to have a plan, right? Because because if I don't have a plan, I'm vulnerable to make the same mistakes I've made in the past, and you don't get those tools when you're a kid and they just give you that money like that. It takes time to develop those kinds of tools so that you can go into the spiritual warfare, the spiritual battle, right? Yeah. And so 
you know, we learn about that as we learn about Christianity mm-hmm. and, and all those things, right? But not on day one, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it there's a whole sometimes year ten. Year ten, <laughs> you still need, you still you know you're gonna slip because you can, you're still vulnerable to certain things, yeah. right? That can can spark you or whatever case may be. But you know, um, the beautiful thing is that if you're open minded to learning. If you're open-minded to healing, if you're open-minded to receiving, um, you can still develop as a person no matter how old you are. You can still develop as a human being no matter how many scars you've inflicted or how many scars have been inflicted on you. And, you know, Smitty, looking at how you were as a young guy coming in the league, I mean... They made it worse by not giving you an opportunity. You had to go fight to get that opportunity on the field, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched them bring in, and even after I left, they still were trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to replace us, right? I mean, every year it was like, you know, and being short doesn't help. I mean, I'm not trying to knock no, you, but but but, but, but in the NFL, everyone's enamored by size. Everybody measurables. wants measurables, right? go to the combine and this and that and all this other stuff, right? But hardly ever does that translate into something that is, you know, very productive, right? Or or Hall of Fame, whatever the case may be. Man, I was, I was thinking about something. I don't know if, tell me if you remember this. Mm-hmm. So after the fight, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm suspended. When we come back, we play against Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And you are so disappointed in me, you wouldn't talk to me. Remember that? I, yeah. And you don't know, but we had the remember McDaniel's the corner with the snaky hands? Um, yeah. Yeah. McDaniel's with yeah. the ECU, right? Yeah, remember yeah. he had the little hands that were kind of wrinkled. <laughs> like he had the he had the bath the uh bathtub hands, like he <laughs> It was always yeah. pruny. Real, yeah. 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 Bad skin. Yeah. yeah. And I was running around and he did something to me and I said something and he said, he said to me in practice one time, he goes, yeah, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. And I'm like, now I'm already, you know, right. I'm already. So you're going to try me now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're going to try me now. Right. Yeah. That's what, and I'm yeah, like, and the, you know, I can't do nothing. Right. Yeah. So. So leading up to that, Emmanuel McDaniel. Yes, Emmanuel, that was his name. So yeah. leading up to that, we going in the game. Now I got to go against my arch nemesis, Chad, <laughs> Chad Johnson. At the time, we went to junior college together. So right. you know, we he was driving the second round, I was driving the third round, yeah. right? Um, and so we playing against them, and I'm balling. Like I, I get a return back. I have some pat, uh, some plays. And you said something to me in the huddle. You said, man, you're doing a good job. Do you remember what I said to you? I was so Captain Petty. I don't know. What, what... I looked at you. I said, you hadn't talked to me all week. I do better when you don't talk to me. I think I do remember that. And I put my head down. You want to know something? When I told you that, that hurt me. Because that's how broken I was that it was kind of like, I knew why you were disappointed. I knew why you weren't talking to me. But yet somehow it kind of reminded me like, I can never get it right. 
That's what kind of young man uh, that, that in 2001 that was that. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty decent. You know, I, I don't remember that exact um, exchange that we had, but I remember, I remember that next game, and probably for a couple weeks after that, right? I remember like the tension, right? And you could cut it with a knife, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody was kind of. Um, upset about the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hearing you say that, I think it speaks a lot about you. Because I, I, I'm sitting here today, and this is, I would never in my life imagine that these feelings are things that you would have felt at that time. I just thought you was petty. Like, here you go again with that. Like, I'm trying to reach out. Because it was hard for me. To compliment you too, because here's a guy who's, I mean, I, I have 12,000 receiving yards, right? Smith even passed me with like 14. <laughs> I, you know, uh, and I have an arguably, I have an arguable Hall of Fame numbers and career. Yes, sir. But my boy over here ain't no question in my mind mm. that you have Hall of Fame numbers. And as we're going through this whole process in our careers, right, it was like, I would have a good game, you wouldn't say nothing to me. You would have a good game, I wouldn't say nothing to you. Yeah. And it was like, until until the Super Bowl year, when we signed Ricky Pro, I thought that that, remember that was the year when- That was when Jake came in. When Jake came in, yeah. right? Ricky Pro was signed mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you something else that will spark it. They started letting us color our shoes. And we found this guy in town mm-hmm. who would color our shoes. By the Eastland Mall. By the Eastland Mall. And that was like an icebreaker. Be like, oh, let me see your shoes. Let me see your shoes. Yeah. And it was to me the I first was Reebok. T- yeah, and I was Nike. You were Nike. And it was the first time though, like, where it was like a competitiveness against a, a, amongst us. But not but not in a bad way. In a bad way. Yeah, it was like it was like, oh, your stuff is fresh too. Yeah, well, your stuff fresh yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and it was. And and I mean, it's no, it's no, it's no uh, mystery why like that year, it all kind of came together yeah. as a magical season and for I, us, right in '03. You remember? Uh, you remember we they started putting us on the same side because I could catch routes. But you know, I, I can always block. But it was like, he did that if I chose to. Right. right, 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 right. But to be better than you, I knew I had to elevate my game and have a more overall game. Mm-hmm. So I would only block a guy if I was pissed. Exactly. You would block a guy because that's what I was do. That was what I did. That's it made what you me did. different. Yeah. And so as we started to our, as I started to follow, I was actually a willing follower. They would start to put us on the same side on like toss crack. We used to maul people. Yes, over there. but you remember they had switched it up one time. <laughs> they put me on the ball, and you like talked me. You were like, "Come on, you got this." We were leaving the huddle. You was like, "Man, you got this." But you saw me about halfway through of the cadence, who had to block the DN that 
Nah, uh, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm lined up. And so we had to, we had to. So usually you lined up on the right side, ball inside. You got your inside foot back. Inside foot back, yeah. But on this run play, you had to put outside, outside foot, foot up. Even though it was telegraphing, mm -hmm. so you can have your body weight, your we can body, move. you yeah. can move. Get to the, yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know what I did or how you knew, but at some point during the game, he's white, 80. Why? He said white. <laughs> and he hit A. And my body said, nah, dog, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out today. And you're like, no, you got it, Smitty. You got it. You got it. You got it, Smitty. Little Smithers, you got it. I'm like, nah, I don't think I got this one. Bro, that was like, that was, you go back and think about it at the time. And then I remember you going, oh, you was like, man, what happened? Like, man, I just thought about it. <laughs> no. Nah. Man, I did the calculations in my head. And the, and the calculator said, no, nah, eight, nine, you ain't going to make it today. You made a business decision on this one. <laughs> yeah, I made a business um, decision on this one. Man, but there's just so many stories. Yeah. Good stories, great stories. One of the other stories I think that's real interesting is I remember going to your house when they had told you that the money that you were asking for, mm -hmm. they couldn't have two receivers yeah. with the same price tag. And I remember you telling me, like, man, and they asking me to take a pay cut. And I can't take no pay cut. You see this house? And I'm sitting there and I, I don't know what to say. And I remember you had to leave and I and I and I, I got in the car after leaving. I got in the car and you had you had just finished a jugs workout. Yeah. Right. And what's funny is on the football field, I did I tried to do everything you did, but I realized there was something I just couldn't do. I'm not getting on a jug machine every day. Right. Yeah. That just wasn't me. I'm not training. I'm not lifting with the team. Yeah. I got to do my own thing. Yeah. Not my own thing because I think I'm special. My own thing because the things that you did well mm -hmm. and I you know I, I'll lift, but I ain't. I'm I'm a bodyweight guy. Yeah, I mean, we we were compliments. I mean, because yeah. because what you brought in terms of explosiveness, right, and big play capability, it was different because I was like a little bit more of a Swiss Army knife. Yes, right? you were. Because they could put me at any position. Mm -hmm. um, I could go in there and block, yeah. right? Because I would go in there and block linebackers, defensive ends, everybody. everybody. Like these little bitty wide receiver pads on, I would put my little body in there yeah. and throw myself in there, and I could I could do all that. And they would move me around and do all that stuff. And then you were the big play guy, right? You were making big plays and this. And then I could still make plays going across the middle, make curl mm -hmm. routes, and first down stuff, like all the little kind of intermediary stuff. And that's what I accepted as a role, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember when John Fox came in and it was after, you know, we had a not so good year, mm -hmm. right? And Foxy came in and he said, um, you know, Moose, there's blue chip players and there's, um, and there's blue chip play. He said, this team is full of a lot of blue chip players, 
but y'all ain't got blue chip play. Y'all haven't made blue chip plays. And here's what I'm going to promise you. This is before we went into the season. He said, I'm going to promise you that in this offense, um, I'm going to make you a blue chip player and you're going to make a lot of plays. You're not going to catch 100 balls and lead the NFL and do all that stuff that you did, um, have all these yards and catches and all this. You're not going to do all that. But what? You, but we're going to win a lot of games. And I got this offensive coordinator named Dan Henning. And here's how we're going to approach this. We're going to be a run-first football team. And that used to drive us crazy, right, Smitty, when he would say stuff like that. Punt's but, but not a bad play. Yeah. <laughs> Punt's not a bad play. But it gave me a different appreciation for the overall team development and how our roles needed to complement each other in order for us to have a successful offense. I was at a different point of maturity in my career because I was approaching seven, eight years in the league by the time Foxy got there. And by the time, you know, you were still was in my third, third year. year, right? And so, actually, my second year. It was your second year when Foxy came, right? Super Bowl year is my third year. Yeah. And so, I was ready to win because I'm like, my biological clock is ticking, and I done made some money at this point, right? And I want to win, so Mm -hmm. I was ready to do what it took to win. I want to be on a winning team. I I don't want to lose anymore. I'm tired of losing, and I wanted to win, and I knew we had the talent to do it. And when Foxy set me down in that meeting when he came in, it clicked for me that I needed to be able to be unselfish, right, and be a bigger part of a winning situation. And so I remember after the Super Bowl, we were like, dude, we going back next year. Yeah. We going back. And we was on a kumbaya. You and I were in a better place with each other, the whole thing. And um, first game of the year, you get hurt. Animal Navy. Animal Navy. Broke your ankle in the first game playing Green Bay. And I remember hearing you scream, and I was coming across. I was like, oh, he's going to be back. Smitty don't get hurt. Ain't no way. I thought you were super for real. And I was so ready to see us as a compliment Mm -hmm. after that first real year of yeah. us being like this, yeah. you know, um, and going to a Super Bowl once we got on that page, right? And when you went down, um, they then asked me to be something that I wasn't for the last two years when you became the number one. I, they put me back as a number one. Ball. And ball, I had 16 touchdowns. I mean, like... You was balling. <laughs> I went and off. And I was balling at the time. <laughs> and I was feeling bad because my boy wasn't out there. Like, if I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, dang, if I got Smitty out here, dude, we going to another, we going to another playoff, and we going to chase another ring. Now I remember you, in the, you played against Seattle. You went to work on them boys. Went to ooh, my goodness. Sean Springs out there. I was like, ooh, ooh, how you doing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um. But I was, but I, but I came back right and put in that work. And at the end of the year, Smitty, you know, Dad's gonna take a pay cut. And I was like, how can you 
how can you ask me that after I've done yeah. everything y'all have asked me to do? Even be go to a number two, yeah. and then when y'all need a number one, come back and be a number one and again, show you. and show you that I can do it just in case if it ever happened again, and Smitty got hurt, yeah. I could come back and you know. So it was tough. Mm -hmm. That was tough on me. And then when I left, I saw they tried to replace me with Rod Gardner first, and I was like, y'all, y'all gonna learn that y'all gonna y'all gonna miss what I do for this team mm -hmm. in terms of just the leadership piece, the Swiss Army piece, right? Because mm -hmm. you remember Smith. I mean, they used to put me. You did all kind of stuff. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Smith's like, you used to be like, look, I'm just going to be over here at X. <laughs> I'm, not allowed, I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to emotion now. Oh, now y'all want to use your emotion? Mm, no, no. Nope. Y'all no say. That was, that was hurtful, man. Yeah. That was, it, was a, it was a painful part. Now, the beautiful part about it was I got to go play for a story franchise that yeah. as a kid I grew up admiring a ton. Right? Yeah. So that part of it was like exciting to me. But you know, Charlotte was always my home. It yeah. was it was painful, man, yeah. to to and then we went to a Super Bowl yeah. and then we had to watch y'all go to the playoffs in the NFC championship game. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, the whole time I'm up there, Smitty, you know what I'm thinking about? What? These were our prime years. We should have been on the same team, and mm. we probably would have had a couple rings together. Wow. That's what I thought. Man. In the back of my mind, obviously it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. But those three years, it just made me think about what would have been, right? Because they tried to bring Rod Gardner and Keyshawn Johnson in here. And I was like. It was tough. It was, they were at different points of their life. They were being asked to do different things and it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, what was crazy, though, going to Chicago. Oh. The regular season. Bro, I wanted to beat you <laughs> so bad. Well, you waited to the playoffs, though. Hold on. <laughs> I got a picture of us. Yes, I got it. You know how that picture of my office. Yeah, okay. Of us what, on the field. Yeah. What's crazy is there's a picture is me, you, Ricky, yeah. Carrie. Hank is gone by then, huh? Mm -hmm. Hank was gone by then. Yeah. And that picture, and I have a hat on. But what I told you is in the text members, my eyes were puffy. Yeah. Cause I was crying mm. that I lost the big brother. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was so annoyed. Now I don't know if you watched. Uh, I did some thing and they were going over plays. I don't know if you watched it, but I'm gonna tell you. So we come to the playoffs, and you know me. I don't. I did not sleep. Mm. I was. I remember you and Nate Bash and Peanut Tillman. Uh, I believe we're going back and forth a little bit before the game. Yeah. Started, right? Because y'all won. Remember Alex Brown was on the Alex team? Brown, Alex AD. Brown. Maybe yeah. he was hilarious, dog. He was awesome. <laughs> Tommy Harris, AD. Oh, man. Um, uh, uh, um. Lance Brian, Bridges. Lance Briggs. Right. Uh, Brian Urlacher. Urlacher. And yeah, um, yeah. I just remember y'all defense so dominant. Offense was doing y'all thing. And then I remember, man, 
Yeah, we you know we didn't we didn't let him score. He got all those point all those yards for nothing. Was that Mike Brown that said that, or was that Alex Brown? Mike Brown, the safety. Yeah, Mike Brown and, and, and yeah, Alex. Alex, and it was yeah. just that that, that it whole was a, energy. Oh, the whole energy. And then yeah. when we came back, and I remember the night before, <laughs> I got a call. Somebody called my hotel room and was like, "You ain't gonna do nothing, you little midget," and I hung up. And bro, I hung up. And when they hung up the phone, the damn phone was like. Okay. <laughs> and so when we get on the field, I am ready. I'm riled up. Oh yeah. I just I remember in the pregame. I remember y'all talking in the pregame. And I went over to Nate and Pina and I said, Don't talk to him because y'all are getting fired. I said he said the more you talk to him. The more fired up he's gonna get. So don't talk to him before the game. Right? And I go out there in the pregame and I see y'all talking. I said, oh, they got me fired up. He was, I mean, I, I, could, I could sense the energy. Mike said something to me like, yeah, what you think you're gonna do today? I remember, I was like, get in the middle of the field, put that ball on that island. Yeah, I'll show you. So that first play. Against Peanut, right? Against Peanut. You yeah. want to know what the play was? What was it? Hunt Street Circle, bro. You had a hit? I had a hit. And you converted it? There was, no, it was press. It was, no, it wasn't. He was off. He was off. He just ran to go. It wasn't the hitch like where you can convert because yeah. I was. we had switched it to where they motioned, so I was I was locked. X, but I, it was locked. It was locked. It was locked. Just, just, just blew that all off and said, "Man, hey. that thing was locked on my in my because <laughs> I saw him set feet, yeah. and I said it. And I said it again. Yeah. Peanut had the right coverage. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera had, had the right, the right coverage. coverage. Yeah. But they had the wrong coverage. You know why? Because you had to cover me. Yeah. And so he he knew their play. But I converted. So when Jake did like that, Jake wasn't pumping. Jake realized, uh, he's not breaking down. And so he throws the go. And that sparked the onslaught. But, bro, half of the stuff we ran mm-hmm. – wasn't even, it wasn't even supposed to be ran now. Drawing it up in the dirt. Oh, yes. Drawing it up in the dirt. That reminds me of, uh, and I will say this, Smitty, after that game, I watched y'all in Seattle, man, and I was just thinking to myself, like, you're one-man band out there. You had no running game. When well, Nick Goins gets sleep, yeah. uh, second play of the game, he runs a toss, he hit, and something happened. And it wasn't he, Stewie hurt? Uh, no, no. Uh, um. D'Angelo. No, this is this is smoke. This is fall. Foster was a feature back. Remember, he got hurt. That's right. He he went down in y'all late in, in our game. In y'all game. Yeah. So Got Nick. It. And so Nick goes, he gets a concussion. Nick actually, I think he spent like two weeks in Seattle mm-hmm. because of how you know how bad how loopy he was. Yeah. yeah, how loopy he was, man. And um Yeah, that was uh, but I remember watching that and I'm like, God, we out there. 
kind of one man band, and there, and there was a lot, you know, there that um during that season, man, you know, we should stay like for the deer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was an interesting chapter because I love Chicago city, but Chicago was amazing, right? And we had a chance to go play for another organization. So, I mean, it's it's not Charlotte; it's different, right? But it was. It was that storybook franchise. It was, you know, playing with a group of guys that were just, a, it was a little bit different, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And um, winning three years in a row up there, even though we lost to y'all in the playoffs that year. Um, we went to the Super Bowl um, the year after that. So mm -hmm. it was like, came back with our hair on fire. Um, and then the year after that, we had a lot of injuries, but we still had a, a winning season. It was three good years of, of, of winning football up there. And I don't know, Kenny, I don't know where else winning is so much fun but Chicago. Like when the Bears are winning, the city of Chicago is ridiculous. Mm. And so it was a lot of fun being a part of that. But, um, the most fun I ever had playing was when I came back, man. Bro, it was awesome. That year, yeah. you had over a thousand. I think I had almost a thousand. Yeah. We had two running backs with a thousand, Stewie and D'Angelo at a thousand. And that year, man. That's I, also, I got in trouble again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember with that. Uh, but, but you know what? I, I will say this, that I, you know, he was the one that took my contract. I don't know if you remember this, but the same contract that he signed was the contract that I didn't get. Who? Ken. Who? Ken. Oh, wow. Huh. When they didn't sign me, Dang, really? signed a DB oh, okay. for the same money. Hmm. So, anyway, you did, probably didn't even realize that. but No, no I didn't. Yeah. But that was the, mm. the trade off was that we're not gonna sign Moose, we're gonna go out and get a corner and it went and sign Ken Lucas. Yeah. So um but anyway, man, that was one of the best um It was. It was the best. It didn't end the way we wanted it yeah. to. But that ride, that season, the fun, the excitement. Yeah. It, was, um, it was dope. It was um it was a great opportunity, you know, obviously. Um your career ended after that, but it was a great opportunity because it just it didn't it ended in the playoffs, but it was a home game. Mm -hmm. We had an opportunity. The roles were slightly slightly reversed as far as like you know position, but I still referred, or I'm sorry, I still deferred to you because of what we had built together. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what, you know me unlocking and letting go and allowing you to step in. And um, man, I just, uh, it was interesting because on your way out and you were in Chicago, full circle, we go in training camp and Donald Hayes is now trying to make it after he signed with New England. He's trying to come back to the Panthers Man, I remember one time I was just eating breakfast in, in Spartanburg in training camp, 
And Donald's asking me questions that at that time in my life, I'm going, man, this got to be a trick. Like, this is a dude that I was ahead of you. Was you... ahead of me that I considered knowing how to play football. And I realized he didn't know how to play football in a manner in which at that time in my life that I was mm-hmm. taught by you, by example, also by knowledge, but then Ricky Pro, uh, then Richard, the, you know, just Dan Henney, all those people that I started to mm-hmm. master my craft. And man, it was just is, and it it does taint. It does taint that we don't realize mm-hmm. the teachers in our lives that we don't pay attention to. Yeah, bro, I hated listening to you talk <laughs> because I, but I had learned after I got let go of the pettiness mm-hmm. in myself that you were this jewel of information. Well, I appreciate that, Smitty. I tell you, it's been a pleasure watching you become a student again because I've watched you now become not just a student of the game because your game elevated as you became a student in the game mm-hmm. to professor status. Right? And Watching you now as an analyst, breaking down guys, seeing, and, 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 and you know, you probably know right offhand in an interview, guys who really are putting that time into honing their craft yeah. versus guys who are out there just freelancing, right? Yeah. You know because you had to become a student, right? And you at one time in your career were just sort of freelanced and became very, very successful um, just being super athletic and super talented. But when those two marry the educational part and really understanding the game and taking that knowledge about how to really use those zones or how to really manipulate people in man-to-man coverage, when you really started to study that stuff at a different level, you came, you you elevated to a whole different plateau. Your game did. It was it was amazing to watch, and um, I know we complement each other, but I know to a certain sense how I approached the game forced you to do it too. Yeah, it, it forced you to do it because you couldn't go in the room and not know. You couldn't go in the room and not understand because there was a standard for that. Yeah, and then for me there was a standard of consistent performance too because I had to be that because you were the big play guy. I had to have this the education. Other piece, yeah. the, the other remember piece I used of, to come in meetings with a box of cereal? <laughs> Maybe I got some stories about you coming in. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the one time well, you remember, Rich used to always yell at you for being late yeah. coming into the meetings, right? Mm-hmm. And you come in the meetings and you'd be like nonchalant. Mm-hmm. Like, and he'd be irate. No matter how irate, okay, Rich. <laughs> you would say that to him. You would go back and forth, okay. And then you'd be, like, throw that damn cereal away. And then you'd be just like, okay, Rich, hold on, let me get one more bite. Let me get one more bite. And you throw it away. You come in with food every time. Yeah, no food late. in the room. No food in the room. It's not food. It's, it's cereal. Not, it's cereal. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so, Rich. 
because I remember Rich got so upset after multiple times you was late in, in a row, right? Yeah. And he was like, you come in my room late again, I'm locking the door on you, and I'm, I'm going to find you. I'm taking your money. He said, okay, Rich, I ain't going to come in late again. The next day, <laughs> you came running in there with no clothes on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came <laughs> yeah. You was wet, and yeah. you had a towel on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you, and you, the towel had dropped. You was yeah. ran in half naked, yeah. right? And you was wet. And you was like, I ain't want to be late, Rich. <laughs> we were laughing so hard up in there. And Rich was like, get the hell out of my meeting room. <laughs> get the hell out of my meeting room. And I walked down and I, I remember I said, but I'm not late. But though. I'm not late, Rich. I'm, I'm not, not late. late. You can't find me. I'm not late. <laughs> well, uh, this has been great to sit, to sit and talk, but yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, um, I always loved our relationship, you know, yeah. My birthday May twelfth. Your birthday is May fifth. We were the tours, the yeah. button heads, but man, just everything about who you are and how you played. And what's crazy is, uh, I always wanted to be better than you statistically, but what I wasn't, I never really saw myself as I was better than you. Because I know the man who you are and what you presented to me. And I've always admired that and respected that from you and appreciated that from you. And so that's why, man, it's like competitively, we hate each other. But at 44, next year, 45, and so on, there are a lot of people to help me get where I'm at. But then there are some people who made me who I am. And man, I always appreciate that of you, man. Man, you're making me emotional here, man. But you 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 my big bro, man. Yeah. And uh and I look forward to at some day, there's gonna be a party. It's gonna be a play it's gonna be a destination be in but also to look forward to, man, continuing to be around you and around your family when Mokes gets grafted, when he gets that opportunity to play in the league. Yeah. That it's going to be like we playing in the league, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he's been around it. It's in his blood. It's, mm -hmm. it's inherited in him. Mm -hmm. And what I'm talking about is, is your son. Little Moose is yeah. going to Texas. He's at Texas A&M, mm -hmm. a dynamic wide receiver. I mean, his his game has changed. And you, there's time sometimes when me and you talk, man, you say, "Man, man, he man, he reminds me of you." Then that means he's he's you, because I'm a product of what you talk. You, Ricky Moose, all those guys, Rich. Fred Graves, all you know, uh, Bobby Ingram, all those guys yeah. taught me a lot of stuff, man. And, and so I just, I just want to make sure, and also people know, man, man, ain't no, it ain't no Smitty without Moose. <laughs>
to me, it's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely, it's man. Been a pleasure, man. And, um, I'm thankful that um, you decided to retire in this city. I decided to retire in this city because we got a we got a lot of good years ahead of us too, you mm-hmm. know. And um, it's only beginning, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just beginning. Like life is. I feel like it's just really starting to begin, you yeah. know. Yeah. And we had a uh, a lot of good uh, a lot of good times and a lot of things to teach because we got some people from behind us that need to understand too. Yeah. Man, how to be special. Yeah. Yeah. So, Appreciate you, dog. Love you, man. Yeah, love you, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.